it's true what they say, never say never. I mean, something happened that we all thought would never, ever, ever happen. Yep, that's right. I watched an AEW show right the way through and now I'm actually going to review it. What did you think it was talking about? Yeah, of course. Yep. The world's worst kept secret happened. CM Punk is now officially All Elite. He is now with AEW and, and I watched AEW Rampage and here we go with my first ever AEW review. So where you go? What can we say? And there's only one real thing to talk about here, of course, and it is it happened right at the start. CM Punk came out. And there you go, the world's worst kept secret. Everyone in Chicago was chanting his name. Blah, blah, blah. But I will say, what a moment. This was an incredible moment. This was amazing. An outstanding moment. Say what you want about CM Punk, whatever. He has his pros and his cons, but this was an incredible moment. The hometown crowd is going ballistic. I know that there was a guy crying in the crowd. I know people are going to laugh at him or whatever, but you know what? He was passionate. He was happy. Let him have his moment. It's one of those things. Just let him have his moment. You know, an amazing moment. The the atmosphere was incredible. You could feel it through the television. This was an outstanding moment. Incredible. For years, you kind of thought you'll never see CM Punk back in wrestling again. Even, even about nearly two years ago, you sort of thought, well, maybe he'd come AEW. If he didn't sign with them straight away, he probably won't ever. But you know, times have changed, and he wanted to come. So. There you go, CM Punk back, comes out to cult of personality. It was an amazing moment, so you've got to hold your hat off, get, take your hat off to them, incredible moment. And what I will also say is, the commentary team didn't ruin the moment. They actually stayed quiet for the first few minutes, for the first couple of minutes, until CM Punk was like nearly halfway down the ramp, or nearly at, near enough, most of the way down the ramp. That's when JR cutted in, started talking. That's a true profession. That's something that's so missed in WWE because contrast that to when John Cena came out at Money in the Bank. Right away, within seconds, you had Michael Cole screaming like a lunatic saying, Hey, hair! His hair! That's in his hair! And that overrated prat, Pat McAfee, fucking yelling like an annoying banshee as well. He's overrated as shit as well. Well, we'll get to that. That's another thing. But, you know... The commentary team, led by JR, knew to shut the fuck up for the first few minutes and let the moment sink in. I bet you any money. Let's just say if that had been reversed and this was on SmackDown, Michael Cole and Pat McAfee would be jumping about and yelling like maniacs, talking over the first few seconds of it. But at least JR let it had a chance to sink in. So, JR, despite all these his little mishaps where he says the WWE champion, Kenny Omega, and things like that, he is still the best. He is still the master. He knew exactly what to do at that moment. So I take my metaphorical hat off to you, JR. There you go. So we come to CM Punk's actual promo. And the promo was nothing special. To be fair, it was fine. It was good to see him in a ring again talking. And of course, a couple of minutes into it, he started burying WWE. Which, uh, to be fair, I've never seen them right the way through AEW episode. But the whole, from what I hear, that anyone that signs from them from that used to be with WWE, that's their whole shtick, they just buried WWE, so there you go. But, you know, we kind of knew it was coming as well. He mentioned something as well about how it was kind of smarky when he said in 2005 he left professional wrestling, so that's when he left Ring of Honor, and to the last night the was the day he came back to professional wrestling. Yeah, that's kind of a smart thing as well to say. 
So he is a smart, let's be honest. But he's a smart who can talk. He's a smart with charisma. And he's a smart with some star power. I will give him that. So, the promo was fine. Nothing special. And of course you had, he, he talked about people who he wanted to fight. And Darby Allen and Sting came up in the rafters and things like that there. So, you know, apparently he's going to fight Darby Allen at the pay-per-view all out. Now, here's the thing, I'm not going to be buying AEW pay-per-views, I'll put it that way, I'll spend money on this. But, you know, there you go. CM Punk, Darby Allen at, at all out. Yeah, yeah, sure, if I'd rather see him fight Sting, <laughs> that would be more interesting. But, whatever, Darby Allen, I don't know a great deal about him. I think apparently he's a skater boy or something like that. Avril Lavigne will love him. But, there you go. I mean, I'm just saying that, so... All in all, I would say, the moment when he came out was amazing, fantastic, the promo was fine. It wasn't anything great, but then, it, did it really need to be, you know? It's, you know, it's fine for what... And I'm, I'm kind of, they did the right thing in putting this on first, because everyone was waiting for it, you know? It kind of got, you hyped the crowd, you gave the crowd an absolute amazing moment right at the start which give them the feel goods for the rest of it so you know kudos to them the one thing i'll say is could the debut have been handled better in the way it was promoted or marketed because in a way everyone knew it was coming it was the world's worst kept secret so they may as well marketed it there was no point in them kind of making it a quote-unquote surprise because everyone knew about it and of course this is where the dirt sheets come into things because then talking about the fact that things got leaked and things like that or there was all these reports going around like wildfire to the point where you knew it would had to be true because you know things like that don't when they when they go when things like that get go like wildfire you know that they're true to be honest there's too much scope to it so in fact if, if somebody had maybe had just kept it quiet if they wanted it to be an amazing surprise and then just have it that would have been even more special I think However, it'd be interesting to see how this does for the viewership. Will this spike the viewership? How many people will it get to watch AEW right the way through for the first time? Because I'd only ever seen clips, and to be honest, any time I'd seen clips of AEW, it looked embarrassing. I just didn't like the look of it at all. So, it looked garbage. However, I'll get on to this later on, but this actually got me to watch somebody who hasn't watched a show. And granted, it was on YouTube. Somebody had uploaded the whole thing on YouTube. And in the UK, you have to watch it on an app or something like that. Rampage. I'm like, nah, I'm not doing that. But somebody had put it on the YouTube, so I watched it. And I'll say this. It'll be interesting to see how many people they'll get to actually watch it for the first time. And then to stick with it. That will be the key here. That'll be the whole thing about how big of a draw, punk and all this thing, because here's another thing, you've got Roman Reigns flapping his gums a couple of days ago, and yeah, probably WWE probably sent him out to do that, WWE are incredibly petty, and they probably did send him out to do that, Just go him out, send him out to bury punk, but it was stupid, he was sitting saying things like, he's not on the left, well, he's not on the level of Cena or The Rock, yeah, well, neither are you, Roman, and you've been positioned as the fucking top guy since 2014, and we're getting ready to make you the top guy. And the viewership's completely fell off a cliff since then. And here's the funny thing about these anti-smarts or casuals. Yeah, they claim to be casual, but they do nothing but talk about wrestling 24-7. I <laughs> right. They all blame CM Punk and Daniel Bryan for... Especially, Daniel Bryan gets a lot of the shit as well for viewership falling off since 2014. But none of them ever, ever blame Roman Reigns for that, though. They, all, they never say... They never turn around... 2014 was the year that the Shield split up, and it was obvious they were starting to prime Roman Reigns to be their next top guy. 
viewership died bomb since then. So does Roman Reigns not take some of the blame for that? And then, of course, because SmackDown did a good rating for once last week, they're like, ah, Roman Reigns and John Cena, big stars. But they never mentioned that SmackDown quite often gets below 2 million with Roman Reigns being shoved in everybody's face as the top, top guy on there. You, they never mention that, do they? That's the hypocrisy of this. That's the hypocrisy of the wrestling community in general, though. You know, just saying. Just saying. But no doubt if if this doesn't do a very good rating, they'll be the first to actually lamb, lamb on it and say, oh, look, CM Punk's not a draw. But none of them ever turn around and say Roman Reigns isn't a draw. <laughs> Funny, that, eh? Oh, well. There you have it, but CM Punk's debut, it's, yeah, look, it's a, it was a big, huge moment. Now it's up to them to capitalise on that. If they do get any new fans from this, it's up to them to keep them from it. Will they do that? I don't know. I don't know if they'll get a sizable audience bump from this. I mean, it's hard to say. CM Punk is huge within the wrestling community, but is he a mainstream guy? Nah, not really. I don't really think so. By the way, CM Punk on top got more ratings than Roman Reigns on top, so make it that what you will. Oh, by the way, they also say, the other thing, apparently Roman Reigns has uh, creative control as well in WWE. He has a lot of say in what he does. That's another thing that anti-smarts never give him shit for, because apparently he wanted to work with Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. So you can blame Roman Reigns as much as Bryan for putting him in the main event. And, uh, well, he's been wanting to work with all these people like Zazaro and all that, so make it that what you will. Of course, the anti-smarts will never say that about their precious Roman, though. I don't hate Roman Reigns, I just... I just always feel that he's been overhated by the smarts for years, and now he's been overrated for the last year by the anti-smarts. Just the point. The the truth about Roman Reigns is somewhere in the middle. He's decent. He's he's good, but he's not bad, and he's not great. He's quite good, but as a face of the company, top guy, he's a failure. I just thought I'd say that. But there you go. So anyway, back to that. Same punk first night night back. The promo was fine for what it was, but you can tell it was heartfelt and all that. You did the whole thing, oh, you'll, you'll get free ice cream bars on me. You're just like, oh, okay, whatever. We'll see what happens. We'll see. If the, if his whole shtick does become Berry in WWE constantly, then it will get very, very tiresome very, very quickly. And I will say, I don't know how this will move the needle in any way, because a lot of the AEW core fan base that watch every show anyway will... will also be massive CM Punk fans anyway, so how many people will it bring in that don't watch? Time will tell. I don't know if it'll make much of a difference. However, it's a huge get for AEW and WWE just keeps on slipping and slipping. So one day the the, the gap will get will get smaller between the two. Not because AEW grows so exponentially amount, it's such a huge amount, it's because WWE keeps on shrinking. So, but if AEW can keep making grounds, they're getting a million more regularly, so it's getting there. It's getting there. They're not a complete failure. They're not like NXT anyway, so there you go. However, well, it is good to see CM Punk back in a wrestling ring. It was a one hell of a moment when he came out as well, so there's that. Anyway, rest of the show, I'm just going to skim through because I don't really know much about the people. Uh, tag match was uh, Jurassic Express versus Private Party. <laughs> Private Party, what a name for a tag team. I wonder what they get up to after the show, but <laughs> I'm not here to cast aspersions, I'm just saying. Uh, match was fine, decent wee match. Uh, Jungle Express won. Uh, Luchasaurus is the guy that goes about with a big goofy dinosaur mask. Uh, of course, you got Jungle Boy as well. Uh, what was his music, actually? I recognise that song. And it's like they actually pay for the um, 
the license fees for actual songs, so fair enough to them if they do that. Because I, I recognise the song, I can't remember what it's called though, but that's why I always think WWE should always just bite the bullet and pay for the crying game for Rhea Ripley's entrance fee. It would be so much better and fair so well, you know. I know all there is to know about the crying game. It would fit Rhea Ripley so well. But ah, well, never mind. Never mind. Uh, match was fine. It is what it is. Apparently, the, this is a tag eliminator tournament, and the winner of the tournament faces the Young Fucks at the pay per view in a steel cage. And uh, the Young Fucks came up on this stage and they're annoying, so fuck them. <coughs> there was uh, some promo with Don Callis and uh, Kenny Omega. Uh, it's fine, it only lasted a few seconds. Can't really tell much about it. Kenny Omega, every time I see him in gifts and stuff like that in pictures, he looks like an insufferable goof, but he was only on screen for a few, about 30 seconds here, so it didn't really matter. Uh, there was a match here with, uh, was it Jade Cargo? Apparently she's unbeaten versus Kira Hogan. Uh, Jade Cargo basically squashed her. Again, it's fine for what it is. If, if you're really pushing Jade Cargo and you want, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, you want to make her a dominant force, this is how you do it. And that was fine. I get, I, get, I could tell that's what they were trying to do, even though I don't really know much about it. I've heard of them, but I don't really know much about these people. I'll say that they played this video package, and uh, <coughs> Jade Cargo's promo was absolutely horrible. She was terrible as a promo, but in the ring, it was fine for what it was. And uh, the main event was John Moxley versus some guy, I think his name was Adam Garcia or something like that. No one must be from some faction. Uh, again, match was fine. It was a good little promo with Moxley before. I'd always liked Dean Ambrose, so, you know. And of course, he's allowed to be a bit more edgy. He, he swears. Ooh, he's edgy now. But, you know, match was fine. Put over Moxley as a dominant force. Match was fine for what it was. And then there was a big beatdown and things like that. And then Sting and Darby Allen came out there and stuff. Yeah. You know what? This show wasn't bad. For my first ever watching an AEW show right the way through, I kind of figured, I half expected I'd watch the CM Punk bit and quite like that, and then hate the rest of it. The rest of it was fine. Honestly, it was fine. There wasn't anything here that makes me think, oh my god, I have to watch every week. But you know what? I might be more open to watching more often. One thing you've got to do is put more Ty Conte on. You need to get Ty Conte on TV. They always have her on AEW Dark for some reason. I've seen, that's one of the things I've seen. I watch Ty Conte matches, and she's really good. And she's, like, hotter than the sun, let's be honest. We need more take on tea. Take on tea. That's what we need. So, just a little note there. So, ah oh well, that's CM Punk back. So, there you have it. And a lot of the casual wrestling, the quote-unquote casuals that claim they don't care about wrestling anymore and don't care about CM Punk will no doubt be uh, spitting blood over this but, and doing brand videos and all that about it. Well, it's up to them. But, there you have it. So, I'm actually giving this AEW Rampage a thumbs up. And I'll say one thing, with it being an hour show, it's easy to digest. In fact, it was 45 minutes what I've seen because it got out the ads. So, easy to digest, I'll say that. So, you know, it is what it is. And quite often when I'm fast-forwarding through Raw, I get through it in like half an hour and it drags. But this actually went through pretty quickly. So, there you have it. So... Uh, I might be doing a SummerSlam review. I, I haven't decided yet because... I still have a funny feeling they might move the Alexa and Eva Marie match to the pre-show, so if they do that, I ain't paying for that show, I ain't, I'm sure shit not going to be paying any money to watch that show, I'll just watch Alexa's match in the pre-show and I won't bother with SummerSlam, however, if it's on the main card, I will watch it and review it tomorrow, so there you have it, so anyway, thanks ever so much for taking the time to listen, and goodbye. <laughs>